0: Mm. In life, we got to face our poison in order to poise on. Mm. Because mm. you know you was born from your mother and you were a poised son. You understand? That was hard.
1: Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert the Stands. You're here today with your host Eads McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell and Chopin. And it is season six, episode 13. So, just a reminder that today's episode is the episode before the finale, which will be next week. And um, we always get that question at the end of the season and a bit of surprise. So, just want to let you know. Um, just want to say a special thank you for everyone who's been listening to our podcast for the last few episodes and seasonally. Um, and Yeah, just genuinely want to say thank you. But please feel free to join in on the conversation. Use the hashtag D-A-T-S-P-O-D. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, we are Don't Alert the Stands. We are a music and culture podcast with a marked focus on stand culture. Sorry, I had to get that out. (laughs) And
2: that's all for now, Nick and Shopee, How are you both doing? Hey, so I'm good. Um, as I was saying before, because it's our second time recording, um, I have been off this week, so yeah, just been like catching up with friends and stuff. The weather has been good. Like, I think it's been the optimal kind of temperature in the UK, um, for it to not feel kind of musty. Because for people who are international, like the UK heat just isn't like it's not great like when it's too hot because of the i think it's like the buildings and like the the heat just gets concentrated into the city and it just feels really um suffocating so like yeah being outside this week there was a nice breeze um and the heat wasn't too intense that that breeze didn't feel like breeze so yeah really technical but basically temperature's been good i've been on holiday um i've got the most amount out of it that i could in a working from home climate because the lines you know blur between work and off time because you're at home during your holiday and you were at home working so it kind of feels weird in that space but um overall really good like I wouldn't say I feel like 100% reset. I feel like I need like an extended period of time away from work. But huh, we'll, we all. we'll figure that out over the next few months. But um, yeah, we'll figure that out over the next few months. Fingers crossed. Um, but yes, no, I feel as good as I can be, to be honest. And it was good catching up with friends and the bank holiday weekend. And I got... One out of two vaccines by running to Twickenham, which you probably saw in the news. So yeah, um, that was fun. <laughs> um, anyway, how are you guys? So if
1: you if you saw a if you saw a do rag blown in the wind in the wind, it was probably Nick. Yeah, it was because I got my head cut suit. the
2: next day. So yeah, it was definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely
1: saw. Shopee, how are you doing?
0: I'm just um, very very tired and not gonna lie. I'm going to bed straight after we're done. Okay. But um, this week has been um um better than last, so I'm in a better mood than I was last week. Mm-hmm. So same, hallelujah.
1: We love to hear that. We love to hear that. Um, I think similar to Nick and Shopee, I've been enjoying the sun recently. Um, but I think a bit too much. I think I've had sunstroke. Oh, no. On a on two different occasions, where I've worked outside the entire day, like I've been outside working for like eight hours. And my brother keeps yelling out the window, are you wearing SPF and having to reapply SPF and all of these different types of things. So I'm handling the heat like an Englishman right now um, <laughs> who's kind of just enjoying the heat. Um, but other than that, like just being really present and really grateful for a lot of the things that are surrounding me right now. Um, and that's where I'm at currently um i think we'll leave it there for now but as always listeners feel free to join the conversation and let us know how you are um you know we like to hear about it um is i don't know if there's any point in me saying the hashtag anymore i feel like i say it too much but d-a-t-s-p-o-d um and just send us any messages whatsoever and we will jump straight to the music section so shop all
0: right yes so let's get cracking so um (laughs) i'm dead
2: there's a great business
0: (laughs) Wait, why was that funny?
2: It just sounded very shopping, like very, let's get down to it. Let's get technical. Let's talk. I think
1: for me, it was the combination of you putting the cup down and then me hearing oh, did put or something else. Like I heard something hit the table. So. Yeah, dead. that
0: probably was my tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Yes. So I have quite a few here today. Uh, so firstly, we are going to start with Jules. Um, um, for guys who don't know, he is... Um, a British Ghanaian DJ producer and artist in his own right. Um, best known for like producing a lot of music for like uh Kid and Mr. Easy, Burner Boy. But he's also worked with like Masego and Goldlink and Tyler the Creator. So like um, very accomplished producer. But he also has a lot of his own music that he's put out over the years. But I think. Um, in the last year, he's become more recognized, started to become more recognized as his own artist now, and it's great because he's um, definitely, definitely a very, a very, very talented guy. And um, so he dropped a single uh, last month called "Chance" featuring Projects and Taywa. And this week, I don't know. It's just I've just really been playing it a lot this week. I've always liked the song, but I don't know. This maybe it's the weather. Maybe I've definitely had like a nice little jig and just Im- imagined being at a day party or a house party listening to the song it's just um very melodic very vibrant very summery and it's just like it's just a nice uh mixture of like reggae sounds Afrobeat and r&b just it's, like it's just a great um great s- summer song and it's like it's not like a club band it's like it's very mid-tempo so it's got a nice bounce a nice groove and um yeah, I um I look forward he has his um debut album coming out later this year. I cannot wait to hear the, hear it hear it. And um yeah, so that's the first one. Check it out, great song. Uh secondly, um we are gonna um head to Team Jesus, to so Team Soldiers for Christ. Um so if you for those of you who follow our account on Twitter, you may have seen that I put a Justice for Michelle Williams solo catalogue. In our, on our page this week, <laughs> And once again I have no idea where this came from Actually no I do Because um, she actually So Michelle she just actually released her book Called Checking In How Depression Saved My Life And she, so she's been on the promo run For that this week And I was actually quite sad to hear that she said She thinks she's done with music At least in the traditional sense She thinks that She um she will put out songs and she will continue to perform But she thinks she's done being like a traditional Artist. she puts out albums and does campaigns around them and she did say a lot of it is kind of down to the building she's had on social media over the years. Um and she, she kind of feels like you know she loves singing, she kinda of feels like she's lost love for the business side of music. So that really upset me because and I like I love her her solo music. I know we, we talk about, you know, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, whatever, but Michelle had great music too. And that actually that's probably the only girl group where I can say I care about all of their solo projects. I can't really say there about any other girl group. Like all of them make La Like too. She has great music too. But yeah, Michelle, as we all know, she went down a more of a gospel um lane. And sorry, I just revisited some of those songs early this week, especially from her second album, Do You Know? And her most recent album, Journey to Freedom. And I don't know what it is, but like these songs are just like just well produced, well crafted. Um, very joyous, very inspirational, and they're just like I don't I, don't, I really don't know how to say it, but they're just like they're just really nice songs, and like they really like put a smile on your face, and they're like obviously it's, it's there to encourage. And once again, like you know, obviously for the, for the non Christians out there, like I feel like um it's not it's not just shoving Jesus and Bible passages down your throat. Like these are just you know anyone can enjoy them, and just like I don't know, like I've, I've spoke about the healing properties about like gospel music before that. Even if you're not religious person, I feel like you can just enjoy them. But even outside of that, when I think about the producers who are working on these two albums, well, all her albums, but the first two especially, like, great, great, great gospel luminaries like uh, Warren Campbell and Eric Dawkins, who's one of my favourite songwriters, like, period, Richard Smallwood, Kirk Franklin, but also um, Wynans, like So, like, this, she really, like, really... Um, came through with these albums. So I'm just going to like name a few songs. I'm like, so highly recommend Heart To Yours, Do You Know, and To Freedom. But I guess some songs I would like to stand out are, oh, Solange actually as well. So a young Solange produced one song on the second album. That's called The Movement, by the way. She was 17, wrote, produced that song, amazing song. She's been um, a G since day. But yeah, no, um, Never Be The Same. Like that song, especially, I just think, once again, especially for this lovely weather we're having in the ghetto that is England, great song. Great, great song. The incident. It's kind of got a bit of like a Neo-Soul vibe. Then there's like the, the movement, which Solange produced. Great, great song. Purpose in the Storm. And then from her last album, most recent album, um, Need Your Help, um, Free, If We Had Your Eyes with Fantasia. Like, yeah, like this, like, just justice for Shell Williams Solo catalog. You all slept. You all slept. Alright, so that's that. Next up. Um, So today, on the day we are recording, June 5th, um, today officially marks 20 years since Alicia Keys released her debut album, Songs in A Minor, and I haven't been listening to the whole album this week, but she's been um, posting a lot of like throwback images and videos and promotional tools from that time in her career, so I've naturally just um, played a few of the songs this week, and I'm just reminded that it really is... What a debut album, what a way to enter the game. Like, not even just from a commercial sense, but like the actual music. Like it's a very, very good album that still holds up well 20 years later. And we spoke about it last week, but and now I just want to like shout out some of the songs, like Troubles such 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 a such a beautiful 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 song and she says one of her favorite songs that's always been one of my favorite songs um goodbye which i believe was co-written by brian mcknight let me check that i think brian mcknight co-wrote that song um let me just check that one second yes he did he produced the song um and then there's also butterflies which is actually the very first song she ever wrote at 14 years old and he made the album and then also I've even revisited which is kind of crazy how time flies so this week she actually released a 20th anniversary edition vinyl of the album with some new songs that were previously unreleased and it just kind of blew my mind because i remember when she, when it was the 10th anniversary in 2011 um, she did she went on she she did like a mini tour performing the entire album at different cities across the world and once again she she released some previously unreleased songs from that time. So there was a song there was two songs in there called Typewriter and I Won't Crazy World. And what that, that last song especially is such a great song. Like I just love how like it's so bluesy kind of got a gospel vibe and it just reminds me of like you know it's kind of hard to forget, it's kind of kind of be hard, hard to forget sometimes but like you know she, she's such a big star now and she's come a long way but when I just think about what she was coming out with and the roots that she was coming out with and especially at the the, the time like you know this was the era of bubblegum pop and Nelly and <laughs> like and Destiny's Child like music like it's just hard to believe that someone like her, like this is a, a woman who's like making very very like soulful R and B music. And it wasn't like R and B pop, it was like R and B soul with like I said, jazz, Gospel and Blues and even Bossa Nova and Sam and Sam um not Samba Salsa on songs like A Life. Like, a lot of... There was a few um, Latin-inspired songs. And even on the new... On this new tracks released yesterday called Crazy Me Corazon, So like, she's clearly got a vibe for, like, Latin and Spanish sounds, which I think she should do more with in the future, not this um, pop music she's doing now. But, um yeah, it's just like... She was really a massive commercial success making real, authentic music. And I have to forever give her her flowers for that because I can't, I can't imagine another artist like that who was in that time anyway. So, Respecting Legends... Put some respect on her name once again. I know we all laugh at her now for the music not being as good as it used to. And, you know, fair, because it's not that great. But she is one of the greatest, one of my favourite artists of all time. And this album is phenomenal. And, like I said, what a debut album. What a debut album to kick off your journey. And then last but not least, we have Dawn Richard Boomerang. So, I actually haven't spoken about her album, A Second Line Electra Revival, came out at the end of April um as you guys know i interviewed her check out if you read it yet please thank you but i um, don't know so i've been happy to just see her come into her season that you know after grinding for so many years as an independent artist i feel like this is nick as well i feel like people are only just now starting to understand and see what i've seen for over 10 years at this point and i've loved how she's really been promoting the fuck out of this album i really love to see it. And it just warmed my heart to see that she was on Good Morning America and Wendy Williams this week. Because, once again, she's an independent artist. She, you know, she doesn't have a massive team behind her. She's not signed to Boy anymore. So it just really was just nice to see that she's really getting some really great looks to push this album. And she performed a song on both occasions called Boomerang, which initially wasn't one of my favourite songs when I first heard the album, actually. But it's really, it's really grown on me in the last um, month or two. And I just love it, it's like, it's very, like, it's electronic, but it's kind of like, got like a new disco kind of vibe, it's kind of funky, kind of like, it's kind of like if Michael Jackson made a song with, like, William Orbit, or, this is, I have a producer in mind, this electronic producer, I can't remember his name, I'm going to find it right now, um, where is it, um, give me a second, ladies and gentlemen, um, yeah, it's just like working with like, I don't know, it's like very dance, very, very new disco, like, like Kathy Dennis kind of vibes and I don't know, but it's just it's just a very interesting mixture of of genres like there's literally disco but electronic but kind of techno, but it's funky at the same time and I love the video too. It's clearly like I'm an homage to Michael Jackson's Rock with you like it's so literally I can say this, If Michael Jackson was making like electronic music in the seventies, that's what this song is to me. Um, so check it out! Great, great, great song, and also check out the performances. She she's been killing it doing a new arrangement for it, and I cannot wait for Outside to open and see her tour this album. I've seen her before; incredible vocalist, incredible dancer, and I can't wait to hear some of these songs in a live setting. So those are my listens. Jules Michelle Williams. Oh my God, no! Wait, there's one more. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
0: How dare I forget this person? Wow. No. Okay. So teacher Moses. No, drop it, please. How could you forget this woman? You know. No. 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 So I randomly was up early. I was randomly up at like four in the morning early this week, and I was scrolling on IG, and she did like an IG live with her fans like last week, and she was just talking to different fans. And first of all, I just love her personality. She is just so down to earth. Hilarious, very blunt. She's just like in the words of like a lovely hop people. Character. She's a real ass bitch, and I just she's just great. Just great energy, great vibes. I just she's just so she was on there drinking um drinking wine and smoking weed. It was she, was she was a vibe, and I was just literally just watching her speak to speak to her fans. It wasn't just like oh hey I love your music. Like she was asking them about their life and giving them advice <laughs> about school and relationships. And it was just really nice to just see her in that in that space. And then it was also just kind of nice to hear her speak about um, some of her other music. like I said, I said before that I feel like a lot of people only know her for "Be Your Girl" and "Complex Simplicity," which, obviously, great, great song. But I've said it for thousands of years, I'll continue to say, she, like she has a plethora of other <laughs> amazing songs and projects that you all need to be listening to, and. So this week I revisited two of her mixtapes. Um, and I can't remember when they came out, but I was definitely at uni. One came out in like 2015. I think the other one was 2013. The California Vibes and Clairvoyant. And just, they just really, really great projects. that I hadn't really heard in a long time. I hadn't actually, so I think it was the first time I released them in quite a while. So I want to go to a song from California Vibes. Um, I highly recommend a song called Open Still. And it's for those out there who are, very pessimistic about you know love you know it's just basically saying keep your heart open still people um and then i want to go to the clairvoy mixtape which i think is i think that's some of her best post complex simplicity work actually And there's definitely no one talks about that album enough. and she did say which i'm happy about she said she would love to do a show one day where she just does her mixtape songs and not does complex simplicity i would love love that and like i said guys be Your Girl is a great song, it is. Kids try to remix too, but please go to Spotify or Apple and just dig into the catalogue because she has truly fed us for 17 years now. I've been a fan of her since I was nine years old and she's never missed. Every project is amazing. Every mixtape is amazing. She's got an album coming out this year. Very excited about that. Check out her new single called Make Me. But from here, Claire Boyne, I want to shout out a song called Make It Beautiful. Another song called you're so different and also she did something very rare she covered a Shadé song and did it justice because a lot of people have tried it doesn't do they didn't work so she did a beautiful beautiful acoustic cover of stronger than pride and it's just a nice guitar arrangement and her voice just sits so well on that so yeah those are my listens jules michelle williams tedra moses alicia keys and dawn rashad nicholas or eden mackenzie goddard
1: okay thank you for that Chope. um all that information and those great listens thank you for that um okay for me we're gonna go straight in so we're gonna talk about um a song that's been on my mind and i've been enjoying so um Berez hammond released a song called they gonna talk which came from his 2001 album by the name of you can tell i'm on spotify music is life so as an artist, he's someone who is heralded as one of the kind of godfathers of Lovers Rock, which is a subgenre of um, reggae. And um, like growing up as a kind of um, Jamaican, Bajan man and boy, um, it's just a voice that I've has been ever present in my life. And um, when I go to barbecues, when I go to family events, when I'm chilling with friends who are also West Indian as well, um, we kind of just somehow navigate and find our way to a Berez Hammond song. And um They're Gonna Talk is a song for me that is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And for me, it's more so the fact that he actually says he doesn't write a lot of his music. He kind of just vibes with the music. Kind of I don't wanna cheapen it in a way and say he's similar to Little Wayne, because I feel like that doesn't really do him justice for the legend that Berez Hammond is. Um, and no disrespect to little Wayne with that comment whatsoever but I think there's levels to this is what I'm saying Um, and when I kind of listen to his music it reminds me of um, Jamaica and it just reminds me of kind of like the the homes away from Jamaica that have been created because of the music as well Um, and I had a bit of a fun moment like I'm actually quite a person who takes myself quite seriously um, and a lot of advice I've received in my life is kind of just be a bit more like just relax a bit, be a bit more kind of like less rigid. Um, An ex-partner of mine actually said that um, it's fun to just dance around the room sometimes and just listen to music. And I gave it a go to They're Gonna Talk and it was honestly like this really great experience. I know that might sound like a really simple thing to enjoy but I just really enjoyed being in the moment with that song. And um, They're Gonna Talk was a song that definitely came to me um, this week to help me enjoy the good weather. If you don't know who he is, his name is spelled B-E-R-E-S Hammond. Um, He is known across Jamaica as this amazing artist. And when you hear his music, like "Rock Away," for example, which is another classic of his, I Feel Good is another song that is just amazing and also puts you in good feels as well. Um, Take a listen to his songs and they'll put you in the right spirit. It has that kind of um, happy-go-lucky, everything's-going-to-be-okay vibe that a lot of lovers rock type of music has. Um, and I definitely feel like it will change the way you kind of are, um, feeling if you're feeling down or if you're feeling happy, it might make you feel more happy. Um, but that's Perez Hammond. Um, next, what we'll do is we will go to things that I've started listening to, um, because I haven't listened to a lot of music this week, but I'm looking to review these next week. So I listened to Sam Wills new album, um, that came out on June 4th. So that was yesterday. Um and I've I've listened to some of his songs before. Um there was a song called Talk in the Morning, which came out when did that be? it came out in 2020, um, around November. And I kind of liked what I was hearing. He's written for kind of like Georgia Smith, Tom Mish, and quite That's a bond. few of those. Pardon me?
0: Etta Bond is another one he's written. Yeah.
1: And Jordan Rakai as well. So quite a few of those kind of like um how would you describe them like um uh kind of like lo-fi jazz would you say kind of in a way type of artists
0: oh yeah i would say those guys are they're like our our niche neo soul jazz yeah r&b guys especially yeah. georgia back then not now but Georgia. yeah back
1: then definitely. so i definitely say if you like that type of vibe check him out because he has um quite an interesting album um there's a song on there called breathe and it's quite quite positive in the way that it's talking and talk in the morning quite a few tracks on there um that I would recommend and let us know what you think um D-A-T-S-P-O-D um but I'm enjoying the project so far I can't really say too much about it at the moment um I gave him a shout out last week I'm going to give him another shout out because we were talking yesterday but Reem introduced me to an artist um who has a very weird name um and its symbols is actually not a a name Um, her name is actually June Oh, where is it? June something. I can't find it, but it's June something. But she goes by the name the Unpronounceable Force. Um, and if you want to search it in Spotify, bear with me. The way to search it is open bracket, open bracket, open bracket, circle, and then three more open brackets. So what what I'll do is I'll I'll put it in the description below to help you find it. Um but it seems to be all right. It seems to be focused on a lot of like spiritual and kind of good vibes types of music um I think if you like the likes of like FKA Twigs and kind of um even Tinashe to an extent you might like her music um so Shope that might be a, a shout out to you and Nick as well I know you like FKA Twigs so um
0: well I do not love FKA Twigs I think she's overrated but Tinashe I love and I'm assuming this is I assume this is early Tinashe this is mixtape Tinashe referring okay
1: early to- <laughs> yeah early Tinashe because I know in the past Nick has commented that he sees, um, Tinashe is kind of the, the opposite to FKA Twigs in terms of polarity, um, so I'm saying that that's her
2: newer, that's her newer music. Oh, you are talking about her new music? Oh, okay. Yeah, as in like um, when she was signed, kind of music to to RCA, that kind of music. Yeah, so that that's when I was comparing, I was comparing like their contemporary bodies of work. So, say for example, FKA's latest, okay, to like a Tinashe piece of work when she was signed to RCA. That's what I kind of meant, but I know. I, yeah. rides
0: night rides them kind of. Projects.
2: Yeah, but I can see why you would say they're in the same universe in other realms as well. Like if their career too, I can see what I can see how you could draw that comparison. Yeah,
0: yeah, like I said, early Tinashe definitely was in a similar lane, and I said it before. Tinashe is one of the mothers of alternative R and know we, she's a very different artist now, but I'll forever say it: go back, um, "In Case We Die," "Reverie," "Black those early mixtapes, you know, with her and Jene and The Weekend, Miguel, she was one of those girls. But anyway, i oh, Rochelle Jordan too, but enough for me, back to Eden. <laughs>
1: no, but you're right. You are right. Um, but I would definitely say check out this artist if you want to kind of um, find something new and listen to something that's quite vibey. I will admit that I haven't listened to a lot of her music. I'm currently on, again, it's Symbols. So I'm on the project that came out in 2019, which is open bracket, open bracket, open bracket one. Close bracket, close bracket, close bracket. Um, so I'll let you know how I feel about the overall project, or maybe we can have a discussion about it at D A T S P O D. Um and I think that's all from me so far. Um I think that's what I've listened to the most this week. Trying to... Oh, Chasing Summer has been on replay, but that's kind of something you play during the summer anyway. So um yeah.
0: Ooh, yes, that is definitely something I do actually.
1: Oh man, I have been enjoying fire for the last few days. Like just sitting in the sun listening to fire. The recipe, by the way, the recipe is still one of the rudest songs, rudest R&B songs to ever be released. I need people to deep how rude the lyrics are, because that... <laughs> <It's>
0: actually... I might <laughs> play that. I might play that album today. Actually, yes. Yeah, man. Yes, Great album. I love that album. I want to shout out LA Lisa with Smino. Love that song. Yeah, man.
1: Song. So I did what he had to do. Great album.
0: That's a future classic right yep. there.
1: Yep the future classic. When we start giving Sir His Flowers, 100%. You know what? I still have to give November a proper spin. I still have to do it.
0: Oh, man, you have to. Yeah. You have to. I will agree that this album is better. Like, well, you know, that's a great thing. He's growing as an artist. But November is a great, is a great album too. Great, yeah. great
1: album. I'm hoping he shocks us with something soon because his music is definitely missed. His concert in... um When I went to go see him in... I want to say February 2020 it was an amazing concert like the energy he had a broken leg as well everyone in the crowd was enjoying like i I spoke about this before um because obviously we um i met him and um he gave a shout out to the podcast and stuff like that um like through just being around him you could tell that he was a very positive person and the music definitely reflects that as well. So I'm hoping he releases something soon because the streets definitely need some more Sir as soon as possible. But obviously, No Rush, this album came out in 2019 and you've also got him featuring on um, Tiana Major Nine's Same Space as well. So I'm, I want to see him kind of release something new soon. But obviously, no rush whatsoever. But that's me, Nick.
2: Um, I... Yeah, basically this week I've just been vibing because I've been on holiday as well. So I don't have anything in depth to really say about these songs. I've just been enjoying them in the sun. So I'll just give you a few. So one of them is um Down to Miami by Emotional Oranges and Becky G. I just think it's a fun summer song, and it basically kind of just it kind of allows you just to, to chill and like relax. Like say you're lying in a park, something like that. I kind of used the roller skating analogy last week. I'd say this is great to skate to in a different kind of as the sun sets kind of that vibe their music is kind of that kind of somber peaceful kind of vibes as well like they can kind of go from one side to the other side of the spectrum but i really like this song and i didn't think that becky g would like suit them but sounded really well and the visual i think was released last week so that's that one um and then Tora Ai, Um, she was used, she used to go by Tora. She released Serial, um, which is her first single under AWOL recordings, which is dope for her. Um, she was independent before, but it got signed to them. And I think it's just great alternative R&B, um, quite destructive, quite um, expressive. And I think it's made like a couple of playlist covers this week as well, so that's dope for her. But um, I think she is a really interesting artist to watch just in terms of her visuals, very avant-garde very solange um, in some places too um but i think she's her sonically is kind of like she's been able to really carve out her own sound for herself and i'm really excited to see her full body of work because she re- she's released an ep prior but um yeah i'm excited to see what this is leading into whether it's an ep or an album but yeah Serial's a great single um and then I would also just say Willow's transparent soul. Like I've been really enjoying that. Um, obvious choice. I think the whole world's probably heard it at this point. But um, I think it's a really it's early two thousands. Paramore, all the other names that you can list of those bands in the early two thousands. Um, mainstream kind of pop rock melds you can kind of see that obviously she's collaborating with avril on this album she's confirmed that so i'm really excited to see how avril yeah yeah yeah. how um avril has grown i'm really excited to see and i'm just kind of hear them both together because i loved avril to be honest with you like back in the 2000s and i think she could have had a, a a longer kind of Mainstream success beyond that period, to be honest. I think she really could have um great songwriter as well as like an artist as well. But um, yeah, those are three songs that I've been enjoying this week. I just my brain is not working to give like the proper analysis they all deserve. But no, in terms of um just feel-good summer songs in different ways in different pockets of I think I've given you like three genres here. Um I think you can enjoy all i think willow's suits the sun perfectly like for example i think some people wouldn't expect that especially via the visual but um yeah man i actually kind of miss those early 2000s pop rock band days like the band is kind of declining in terms of like um the mainstream obviously that there's plethora in so many different genres but i just think there was a period um where they were like everywhere like every single place like in the mainstream but i just think they're not as present or ever present amongst the soloists um or maybe like duos are starting to re-emerge as kind of being popular again but yeah like i'm just i i like bands and i think in terms of their presence there's still a gap there. And I think the music that Willow's making reminds me of that. And I'd love to hear like just more bands come together, like and kind of um, get the recognition that they deserve on a mainstream level. So yeah, like I even would love to see Willow like form a little collective or something like that. Um, in the future as well. I think she'd do well. Um, And I, I like this kind of sound for her as well. I know she's been quite, she's been alternative for a while, like, sit, like she's been alternative her whole career, to be honest with you, like just in different spaces, but I like where she's at now and I'm really intrigued. There's a lot of first singles that are coming out from artists as well. Like I'm just intrigued to see the full bodies of work um that will follow this summer because a lot of the projects are coming this summer. So really exciting to see. But um I will stop talking. Excited for Willow.
0: I want I just want to add on to that point that um because I did mention that early this year I became um a Willow Smith stand and I love that she is really delving into the rock sound. Like if you have heard of other projects um like uh hold on like the Willow project and the uh I can't pronounce this word this our dipithecus project and the anxiety, like she's definitely she's she's like a, she's a rock girl. She's a she's a punk like at heart. That's where that's where she, that's where her soul is, just like her mother. And um, but she's mixed it well with like avant garde R and B and folk sounds. Um, yeah, no. So I'm I'm really happy to just see her continue to push in that lane. Cause I know people still have the whip my hair idea, but even then. She, she has, like, a really great rock version of Whip My Hair. which performed at Afropunk, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I love Willow. She's so, so, so talented. She really is. So She's a very talented young lady. Like, and that's what I'm saying, I've just been floored. She's definitely been one of my favorite artists that I've got into this year. So shout out to my friend who put me on finally. Because he was saying for two years that you <clears> would love Willow. And now I get it, so and overthinking if you haven't heard it one of the greatest songs (laughs) i love that song great great song yeah shouts to Willow, man this kind of reminds
1: me of a conversation i was having with my dad yesterday actually about the um the journey musically that a lot of kind of black um kids go through who are born in either america or the uk or europe in general kind of just like i was talking to my dad and he was saying that for him he was like a reggae boy and then anything else that he heard he was kind of like nah man reggae is the sound but he slowly found himself gravitating towards rock and roll and i just found it interesting because from my experience um it was the complete opposite and i know that's the same for a lot of black people growing up i know a lot of um let's say alternative black kids growing up listen to the likes of paramour fallout boy um like all of these lost yes lost profits kings of leon yep
0: green day of-
1: we can go on blink yep, 182 and i love blink 182 well. yeah but we we list and some 41 like all of these groups we listened to growing up um and slowly but surely we found our way back to let's say the the i want to say black genres for now but you know the controversy around rock and roll and blackness and all these different types of things but you know what i mean when i say black genres um but i just find it interesting we're talking about the need for a kind of resurgence of the band aesthetic um how how was your journey into music with regards to like alt bands and everything guys like what was your experience like um, it's not even oh sorry go no, on, go on oh, no, okay. no
2: no no, no. Go, go, go
0: um i think for me and i'm ha- having a bit of a full circle moment especially um this year but i think for me like you know when we were growing up you know avril lavigne was a massive mm. star you know kelly clarkson's breakaway mm. album you know uh pink um when she used to make good music like <laughs> had like then we also had <clears throat> then at the same token like i said we had the green we had green day we had um we had no doubt you know a good charlotte these are people that they these were just mainstream stars at the mm-hmm. time you know yeah. what i mean liquidated to um my, my chemical romance like these were just that's just you know as much as i was listening to it was mainstream so that was my you know that was my introduction and i guess i I never, I wouldn't say like I was like a, I mean, Kenny Clarkson, yes, um, but I was never really like a stand for anything, but I I liked the singles. Mm. Oh, Maroon 5 too, when they used to make good music, loved them, loved Maroon 5's first two albums, loved them. They were also, even though they kind of mixed rock with kind of soul and, you know, other genres back then, funk, but um, yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of always my thing. And then even also just like other, like uh, some of my favourite artists would have rock inspired songs. So like one of my favourite Janet Jackson songs is called What About, What About. And that's, on the Velvet Robe, it's about domestic violence, and that's a rock song. Mm. And she also has Black Cat. So even some artists who are in the R&B, hip-hop, soul space, they'll have these random experimental-esque songs. Even going to Beyonce with Don't Hurt Yourself, Lemonade. That's like a rock mm. song, and I love that song. And then I just think more recently, and I've said it a few times this year, that I'm really um, delving into genres which have been, I guess, quote-unquote, quote, unquote, quote unquote, white but our, their roots are in blackness mm. so like I think you both know that I've definitely been in my electronic and house bag for a good couple of years now or last year and a half and really listening to a lot of black artists in that space and then this year I've been getting to a bank of Skunk mm-hmm. and Nancy their lead singer's a black woman um and even my friend Keela shout out to her she sent me a documentary about Zambian rock music oh wow and yeah so like and then so yeah, so like rock and electronic and I, that's, I'm just realizing that, you know, we have been everywhere and continue to be everywhere. So I'm kind of having the full circle moment now That's really getting into Black Eyes who are in those in those genres because they do mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. So that's a very um, long-winded answer, but yeah.
1: No, I'm just going to say you missed one band, which was Mr. Brightside. Sorry, The Killers, but the song is called Mr. Brightside by The Killers. That yeah. song is... Played everywhere, literally every second in the UK. So we can't forget that song. I'm fucking dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So funny. Oh, and then on and to end, then yeah, now Willow. Like now me getting into Willow. Um, so when I first was listening to her this street, I was listening to like some of her more soulful music. Like she's a song called Time Machine, she's a song of Blood Orange that I love. But now was listening to her albums, so I was seeing the, the thread of rock and punk. I was like, oh, so this is really her thing. This is her thing, and I've lo- and I've loved that artists like her kind of being my gateway back into that sound. And then obviously, on like so- on the electronic thing, I mentioned the LSDXOXO a few weeks ago. Honey Dijon, Ash Lauren, <clears throat> and these are black people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's like we're here.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. It's true.
2: Nate, did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, no, I think like it's the mainstream in the the early to mid to even late, like really two thousands. And then obviously you had bands like The Script, et cetera, yes. et cetera, blow up in the late tens yes. and stuff like that. Them. So it was it it's been um it's been a crazy ride. And I think that we now are seeing or I think now black artists are starting to get recognition again more so like they did in what they did in the past they found that you know they found the genre let's be real um like anything but um I think I loved the older kind of forms of rock when it was rock and roll as well like here's little Richard like I love that project and I go back all the time and I think that it's, I think that era is slept on a lot as well in the rock canon. I think it just doesn't get as much appreciate. It does from an older generation standpoint, but even then it's whitewashed. Like um, I'll never forget, like when I was in Jamaica, they were just like, oh, like there was this, you know, retired couple, you know, obviously all but Like, if you get it, you get it. <laughs> they were um, like, oh, Bob Marley is like the black version of Elvis. I was what? disgusted. Like, I was like, don't do that. Like, so yeah. Like you know, whitewash, that's the version of they they just see Elvis as the the canon and that's it. So, you know, I think it's nice to have a full circle moment where one I don't care about white validation and two like Willow and artist like that um even Childish Gambino you know music isn't the best across the whole career but I think when he experiments with you know rock as well and Miguel like people hate Wild Heart like people hate it I love I that I think I'm it's actually on par with Kaleidoscope Dreams in my opinion um going back to it listening to listening to it as an older person now and like really like listening and appreciating what the influences are you know I love Led Zeppelin like I just think there's a lot we can pull from there's a lot we can pull from and the Beatles are overrated let's just talk about it anyway <laughs> but um let's let's move on in the interest of time unless anyone else doesn't
0: Oh, quickly be- be- just before we go on the news I just want to also shout another artist who was kind of my gateway back to sound is Betty Davis who is one of oh, the most okay. underrated women yep. of all time yep, yep, one yep. of the most underrated underrated um female rock vocalists love her to yeah death. i love her please do your research google her betty davis and also um labelle i was i told you i'm reading their book um they're basically like i said gospel punk music that's basically what they were making tina turner mm-hmm. um early early oh, early tina course, turner yeah. um yeah. Jimi hendrix oh yeah Jimi hendrix i had a massive phase of listening to him in uni <laughs> so
2: that's amazing
0: yeah so let's show up now <laughs>
2: No, that's amazing. And I just think, just to shout out as well, like I think um, in the rock sphere, um, there is a um, a misogyny issue, like a huge misogyny issue as well. So I think I like that shop brought up, you know, the women representation too. Um, and that we spoke about Willow and spotlighted Willow too. But I will quickly segue into the news because there's some really good news this week. Some really good news actually. Um, so we'll start um unless anyone else eden any other rock artists or anything no no Um, okay cool so i am gonna start with um mary j blige um she's got a new documentary um which the trailer was unveiled for in the last week as well um and it's called obviously my life mary j blige my life exactly and it's an amazon prime um official exclusive you know amazon prime on par with netflix trying to like compete in terms of um specials exclusive celebrity partnerships movie partnerships across the board it's the streaming wars we're just living in it so a part of that is this um mary j Blige documentary um which will kind of document her career, her life, um, and there's actually quite a distinct moment in the trailer that has picked up some news where it's really sad, but obviously she's had a dark childhood, you know, and a child, a darker life in her early career, but um you know she's come through the other side and we 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 absolutely spotlight that and congratulate her for that but um she did admit that she suffered with suicidal thoughts and that she was depressed and didn't want to live at some point um she does say in the clip that my life you know obviously the the project is probably the darkest album at one of the darkest times of her life Um, most of the time she was just depressed didn't want to live as i just said Um, and had it all inside and i was able to sing and write about it uh, and i didn't know that so many people felt the same way so um she says obviously the music was her savior and obviously the beacon to her life um going forward from that project as well and it was cathartic to obviously write and release that project and sing it of course and perform it um, She said the only thing I think that kept us guided was the music. It's just saved you in the neighborhood we lived in. It's like a prison. So she's talking about growing up in the Bronx in this specific part of the trailer as well. Um, there was a lot wrong and it was a lot. I needed to get out. That's why I had my pen. Um, And obviously, if you didn't know that obviously the Bronx is one of the prime areas dealing with the fallout from the crack epidemic during the 70s and 80s. So, you know, a lot of um, systemic issues that caused going forward, you know, poverty child exploitation sex work you know you name it all of that kind of stuff and I don't mean sex work in a negative negative light what I mean is sex work is exploitation that's what I mean but um yes so Alicia Keys is who we just spoke for Taraji B. Henderson, Sean Combs, Diddy of course all affiliates of Mary J. Pillage and close friends will all appear in the documentary um Diddy, of course, getting a co-executive producer credit um, did help in this documentary as well in that that kind of light. Um, And then Quincy Jones, iconic, uh, served as the executive music producer. Now, um, obviously, Mary J. Blige is now 50, had a a great career, um, and still is having a great career. And this will document it on June 25th, so later this month. So um, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the trailer, if you've seen it, or just Mary J. Blige as a person and this move with Amazon um, Amazon Prime.
0: Um, I'm very excited for this documentary. Um, my Life, so if you guys didn't know, Mary J. Blige is one of my favourite singers like ever in, in life, but the My Life album in particular is definitely my favourite album of hers, and it's one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. That is just one of my favourite bodies of work. And that is an album that I revisit. I always go back to the album. At some point in the year, I will go back to that album. I love that album to pieces. And I'm really excited that that the docu- to see how this album was put together, the stories behind the album, behind certain songs, sync footage. It's going to be about Mary's life but I know it's focusing on this particular album and that time in her life. So I'm very excited. Very, 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 very excited. I really hope Faith Evans is a part of it because she um, wrote a few of the songs and sang back on a few of those songs. I'd love to hear what her thoughts were on on that time and and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm very, very excited. I will be watching Marriage Obliges My Everything eternal, 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 eternally. I adore her. Um, So, and she's going to, it's going to be great it was going to be a great documentary
1: for sure similar similar sentiments to what shoppe said um i'm glad that amazon are kind of um doing this documentary series as well and um i'm glad that mary j blige will be able to kind of talk about where she came from and kind of her story what created the music the inspiration behind the music and um herself because we do know that she did go through a lot and she's seen the other side so um yeah I'm happy to I'm happy to see it and kind of hear what people have to say about it as well so I'm gonna look forward to Amazon releasing it
2: yeah similar sentiments um again uh yeah I love Mary J Blige love her discography love her as a person love how humble she is and just how hard she works Um, through all the obstacles that she's faced in the spotlight from you know drugs to Um, her divorce, her like just the music and like getting into the industry and some of the hardships around getting the music released and just her her, her life, like, and I think she is one of the eyes who has dealt, who was one of the like most... what's the word one of just the most open about her mental health and kind of like in the music um both off and on screen as well like you saw her rise you saw her crumble you saw the early career where she broke down and all of that and i think it reminds me a lot of um Whitney Houston in her latter half of her career um where she started to open up a bit more um and just be kind of honest about what everything that's happened as well but mary's kind of done that throughout pretty much a larger part of her career than she hasn't done that and i just love that this documentary will give us even more of a perspective of where she was at that time and i think all of the people who've been announced who were involved in the commentary um a good choices even though you know diddy zilly but he genuinely was a close comrade and he produced and the album throughout so. the career <laughs> so i think it's an accurate. Yeah. And it's an accurate, um, no, but just even like throughout her career to like speak on some of the issues too. I think that it's, it's nice to see a friendship on the screen as well, because they've always, they've always been in each other's corner as well, um, outside of working together too. So I think it's going to be great to kind of see this all come together and all, Mary just get the love that she deserves, because I know it's going to be a lot of love-giving too, um, so I'm excited for her, and I think every win that she kind of gets is just a testament to how hard she's worked over this e- the years, the decades that she's been in the game now, and still thriving, still out here, still ha- one of the hardest workers in the game, so yeah shout out to her and shout out to this i will be watching like Shopee on well maybe not june 25th but june 26th or something but yeah no exciting exciting um and to see amazon I'd, I'd love to see how they develop with this and who else they kind of document um in the industry so cool yeah um unless there's anything else i'm gonna move on to some more good maybe bad i don't know about these people's opinion maybe good half good half bad but um news um chris brown says he's not in a rush to release a new album so chris brown has officially said he wants to keep his fans waiting um he's kind of taken a step back from actually (laughs) releasing music now if you don't know he's obviously released projects that are over the 20 song mark you know 32 songs in places (laughs) and longer in other places too um I've not played any just just to be really transparent but um yeah fans have actually been wanting new music some fans I say that but um yeah Chris Brown has officially said I ain't dropping my album until I'm ready I need to give you guys or y'all a chance to miss me um so he is going in a different direction this got picked up by many news outlets i'm actually currently reading from hot new hip-hop but i'm intrigued to know if that means that he'll release like singles or not because some artists literally just release singles and like not an album or anything so i'm intrigued to see how this goes like will he actually commit to stay in silent or will he not what does making his fans miss him mean does that mean 2022 because that's only a couple months does that mean 2023 i don't know what it means but i don't know i don't know what do you guys think about this story post on his on his story um he posted it on his ig story um so yeah what do you guys think about chris brown's career
1: this is very much a shop eh? Se- section so shopper eh? take the lead
0: i'm i am ecstatic at this news because <laughs> i've been saying it since the beginning of this show that he needs to go away i need him to go away for at least three years live your life uh rejuvenate enjoy being a dad i know he has, he has two, two two kids now just piss off i don't want to see you i don't want to hear you Hopefully that means no features. Well, I just don't want, I just don't need to see you because you are just doing way too much. The music isn't even anything special at this point, and he is too talented for, for to keep to keep give, giving us nonsense and keep giving us mess. I know he's still doing well, like still gets to hit every album and album. I think his last time went to number one, so I know he's still doing well for all intents and purposes, but. I can remember the last time I listened to an album of his, of his straight through. And that's something because at one point he was probably one of my favourite singers and one of my favourite artists. And his he does have a great catalogue. Like, you know, someone that did a thread of all his songs uh, this year. And, like you know, he ha- he has a catalogue for sure. And he also has deep cuts. Definitely. Mixtape cuts. Like, so, like, the music is there. But as I've said a thousand times in the show, there's just been a no quality control and also just too much it's just been too much like 60 track albums go come back mature grow up come back with a concept a vision of your 16 17 years you know you keep saying you're the on beyonce well show us that you keep saying you're michael jackson We'll show us that show us that come back with a nice 14 track album that is mature with great production different producers varied subject matter you know great visuals not just you um do a stomp the stop the yard um two three and four like grow up
2: it's way too late to even show us that like um it's over like it's over obviously he'll still get the sales from his fans um it's just chris brown go away like honestly disappear like i really don't care at yeah. this point i don't even
0: care about don't sales don't care anymore,
2: but- i don't care about him like i just don't there's not even if it was a 40 all those metrics you said which you know he needs to do but i i just I don't care. Like, I just Yeah, don't. no. I neither don't. do I. But I, think this is why, I don't.
0: This is why he needs to go away. Like, let him go for four years and come back. And I actually, I actually think I actually may care <laughs> if he goes away. I
2: still, I personally still wouldn't care. Like, I just, I think, you know, when you've rooted for someone for so long and you're just like, just, and then it's just like, ugh, do you know what? You could you could jump out of a plane and I can't <laughs> Like, <laughs> i'd want Whoa. you to land obviously okay. Like no i meant I like no 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 wow. I meant no 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 my stance from jumping out the plane is i mean like gra- like a huge stunt, an album campaign jumping out the plane that's what i meant from that standpoint oh, like okay. you could jump into the ocean as a like start you could do that do i've got an album out of a parachute that's what i meant like out of a plane and i wouldn't care like just mm. like I'm over it. Like you're not gonna be the Beyonce. You're not gonna be the Michael Jackson. Bruno, Ma- Bruno Mars in the
0: weekend took um, <laughs> took his lane. In terms of not in terms as, as an artist, but in terms of the magnitude of star and cross cultural artists he could have been. Bruno and weekend took that lane. He could have really been in that in that kind of space, but he decided to just be regressive, regressive, regressive lazy uninspired every song sounds the same ne- it's boring mm-hmm. like i said boring. still doing ao in 2021 boring just boring naff. just now nah, like, boring so i really like hope, i'm bored i really hope and so hopefully that means no features too and so maybe the lord has heard my cry and he passed it on to chris brown's um brain so please please i hope it doesn't mean this year I, I don't want to see you next year sir i don't want it to be take a year off no 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 If we, I don't want to see or hear from you until 2024 Mm. at the earliest, at the earliest, At the earliest. And Drake, (laughs) Aubrey, if you are listening, that goes for you too. Go up.
2: He ain't listening to you. I know, I know this album's coming.
0: What about this new? Um, um, Perfect Lover Boy, whatever it's called, whatever, Certified Lover, whatever it's called. After this album, go away too. You can go away as well. You can go away as well. Okay. Please, thank you. Good night.
2: Okay. Eden, what were you going to say? What about? I was going
1: to say what about the album that's coming out, but, um, Oh, (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, Yeah. I'll leave it there. I hope that this is the opportunity for Chris Brown to kind of release something new because he has been releasing, um, similar songs for a while, but you know, this might be an opportunity for him to turn a new leaf and, um, release more, um, kind of more in line with the, the vision that he has for himself because he, he hasn't been reaching that for the longest time. Um, but I wish him the best. And I hope he kind of figures out where he wants to go and what he wants to do. Um, but that's where I'm at with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I appreciate that perspective as well. Because I think that like I this is, listen to all the listeners as well. This is just my perspective. Chris Brown could do what the hell he wants. Like I'm just saying me, just like the J Hall discussion. I'm taking a step back. Everyone else, you can press pray. I'm going to clap for you. I'm going to wish the barbecue songs for you. Have whatever you need from him. But for me, it's over. Like for me, I'm kind of done respectfully. Like I'm done. Obviously, Mm -hmm. curiosity will play, but I just don't feel as though the feelings will come back in terms of like that feeling I felt when I was a prime, Mm -hmm. like I'm rooting for him, you know, I'm rooting for you, like all of that kind of stuff. But, you know we'll see we'll see what happens we will see what happens um and how long the break is actually for because in this era it can mean two days it really could but um we can move on to another person that is in chris brown's lane actually someone he's inspired by um and Swiss Beats, in terms of Swiss beats um calling out Justin Timberlake throughout a versus. Now um I actually didn't know this oh, no was knew. going on. I no knew, it was, knew it was I knew it was announced, but I didn't know it was going on. Um but clips got taken apart as they do from the verses and like made the news. But um yeah, Swiss Beats called out Justin Timberlake um during a versus and essentially said that you know he's taken from black culture um so he needs to give back to black culture which means that he needs to participate in verses kind of like a bad school teacher dragging the kid back into class um you know when they haven't completed homework and embarrassing them by asking questions kind of like that but he's saying that Justin Timberlake needs to give back to the black community <laughs> by taking part in verses and he said that during his timberland you know battle his his redo because they did one back a couple years ago which was the start well it was kind of the early stages of versus really they didn't know what they were doing back then but they were really creating the verses but um yeah he basically called him out (laughs) and he said we can't wait to get you on stage having fun um because you deserve it um too so it's it's really weird i don't know where this is coming from but Versus is just looking, starting to look funny in the light for me, respectfully, which we can get into in a second. But um, what do you guys think? Of I
0: just need him to shut up.
2: This, cause I
0: just need him yeah,
2: shut Justin Timberlake's been been debated, you know, since the start of it. Like he should take part. He shouldn't. You know, there's been multiple debates. Um, some involving Chris Brown, like, in, you know, and Usher and stuff. So... I
0: just need to switch the shot. What do you guys think? I didn't I didn't understand the whole... Why he was trying to make it, like... Like, like as it was, like, doing a service to the black community, if Justin like does versus... Like, what's... what Like, versus is just... I've said it before. It's just two people going back to back. This isn't... This isn't civil rights movement. This, this, is, <laughs> this isn't... Uh, this isn't activism. Yeah. So, I don't... <laughs> like, I don't understand, like got to give culture <laughs> by what playing his music what's that gonna do sir what is that is that reparations like what tell me explain yourself
2: mm, i think it's, it's getting scary it's getting he's scary. just
0: full of shit i, I think
1: <laughs> i think it definitely is very odd it's definitely very odd i think um it's money i'm, I'm not really <laughs> trusting the place and, it's coming from analytics um yeah exactly and that's the thing and that's the thing like um I don't agree with the statement, if I'm being honest. Um, Justin Timberlake needs to replay, repay the black community in, by going on versus. But then how did the black community benefit? I don't- exactly. How do I benefit from that? Exactly. So I
2: mean, actually, not even me. I'm black British. How do African-Americans benefit from that?
1: I just don't- <laughs> Like, really? Like, like, come on. I really don't see... It seems more like a publicity type of thing at the moment to get Justin Timberlake on it. Um yeah but again, I have to say, I wasn't there. I don't know the conversations that took place. I don't know any of these things. I just find it looks a bit odd, and um, yeah, I mean, keeping a hundred justified was a great album, so I did was, enjoy that album. I,
0: so was your sex love sounds yep, so I did was, enjoy
2: that album. He's got good albums. Well, no one's disputing the music. Yeah. We're never going to do that. We're just, we, I think people know what we're disputing about Justin Timberlake. but you know, I don't even want to get into that. But this statement, as Eden said, it's just for clickbait. It's for clickbait, it's for money, it's for what well, it, it sounds like, it looks like, it looks like that. Um, we don't know the full back of house details and where Swizz's passions for saying that statement come from. But one can only assume that it looks like it's coming from those those couple of places respectfully. Like it does look like it's
0: coming from I'm those awesome. places.
2: Um, versus is just looking funny in the light as of late. To be honest with you, me respectfully for other reasons. But this doesn't shock me from the hip hop community, um, to be honest with you. Just in terms of who they protect and who they don't. It, it was bound that's, that's to happen eventually, though, to be honest.
1: And in terms it of was, like what I was, was seeing when I used to use, when I used to watch Versus and I used to see kind of the the brands that started to appear on there, I was thinking this could only be an Africans Only Live for a, a, a certain amount of time. Like at some point it was going to have to be um, a pop thing. Anyone who makes music within this genre can beyond versus and i don't think it was ever actually stated anywhere that it would only ever be for black artists i think that was more
2: no there's yeah. been white people. so i think there was kind of already.
1: this this notion that it was for black people owned by black people these different types of things but well, um, it is i'm not...
0: and do own I mean, it is their business now they do own it
1: but also the owner of um what's it called oh um, yeah
0: theme of all, whatever yeah so he, for, he's he um, white trailer yeah
2: has equity. Yeah, uh, I I believe so, yeah. Like all yeah, there's so a white person involved. In so. that
1: in saying that, like, I understand Swiss Beats's kind of sentiment of publicity and trying to promote his business and all these different types of things, but I just kind of have questions around it is all I'm gonna say. And
0: also I just wanna say that Swiss beats you're also a dummy because yeah. you had the audacity to say that Janet Jackson didn't have enough hits to do verses, but just in Timbak you come and contribute to black culture. Okay. So when black-
2: did he say... Did he say that in the... Like this week? No, this was
0: weeks was ago. Weeks ago. Oh, okay. Timberland was like, oh, Janet's got to do it. And Swizz said, Janet Jackson, the Janet Jackson doesn't have enough hits for a versus. Janet Jackson. That's...
2: It's getting weird. But, oh, just
0: he he can come. He can come. He can come, of course. So not... And this is what I'm saying. Like, they just woman. don't he,
2: like... He was- <laughs> no, but the thing is, they just don't respect just and just what happened outside of the the music let's just think about that like it it they just do not respect it's not like what eden said at the start of this this section um about verses in terms of like how it's represented like verses and stuff how does that benefit black people all these questions and stuff they try to act like this is a moral yes, thing that's exactly it's not what they're trying because soldier boy is doing verses and do you know what I've shouted out verses the, I found this out a week or two ago he has got rape allegations you know against him and he's taking part i'm sorry like they don't care about the moral aspects of this um and Janet does have hits so let's just let's not even talk about that, it's pathetic. Um, but in terms of Swiss's um, bias, don't know about Timberland, but it's coming more from Swiss throughout the statement. Um, they just don't protect people in in this kind of verse. It's just about the money, it's about the accolades, it's about the pivoting to pop culture, which obviously they're doing now. Um, and it's about, you know, putting money in their pockets, which, you know, whatever, like you started the business, do what you want. Like. You, I can't judge what you, I can't judge um, or tell you, sorry, I can't tell you not to do something, but I can judge you for it, if that makes sense. So yeah, Janet, that's it's, it's getting weird. Like say, first of all, about the the hits, like what? what? What are you talking about? Like it's crickets, it's crickets, because she's got countless abouts, like she is the standard for how many of our pop, pretty much every pop star that we have, in the industry right now, past and present, um, has named Janet, you know, or acknowledged her influence. Including Justin. Like, what are you talking about, Britney Spears? <laughs> Britney Spears, yeah, ja- yeah. Including Justin, exactly, which is why they were and, on stage and, together. And, anyway, and open
0: for Jack Jackson in 1997. So, what does that tell you?
2: <laughs> it's like what, like it's on anyway? Natural an like. An like Swizz is chatting shit.
0: Point. Like they're a stats. Janet has literally has twenty seven top ten singles. Literally, twenty seven top ten singles, and eleven number one singles. But
2: not enough. So she has more not than quite enough. enough. More, more than, than not enough. Not quite enough. Sorry, <laughs> shopping Not quite enough. Not quite enough. Sorry. Um, but yeah, pathetic. Pathetic.
0: Yeah, Swizz is a widow. Alicia, get your Alicia, get your husband. <laughs>
2: i'm sure she cast him in the hat. She, she she better have anyway she better have like after those stupid after the janet one first of all anyway But um that's why he just why she he never got mentioned again you know because listen she won't do it anyway like because of the disrespect she shouldn't do it anyway should, should i say anyway they're chatting shit <laughs> fundamentally i don't want to see that I don't, respectfully. And the music, you know, Justin has music, he has catalog, we're not gonna lie here. That's not a lie, lie. my ear cannot lie. But the cultural stuff, sorry like goodbye goodbye i will walk past you on the street
0: back to black culture i can't believe he said that like what does that even mean
2: it means (laughs) what what Diddy means when he says we need to pay people back that's what it means it's the same thing meanwhile
0: meanwhile mace total faith are still waiting for their masters
2: it means the (laughs) same thing you have
0: aubrey out here doing that bet show (laughs)
2: listen Gosh, anyway.
0: 112 are still complaining about their royalties. B5. <laughs>
2: People half have died of, without their pockets family. being paid. People have yes, died Black without their pockets being paid. Literally. But um, we will move on from the, the clowns of hip hop. Like right now. Well, more clowns. Anyway, with Rap Caviar. <laughs> and they have, they basically blew the internet off over the last two weeks with their Mount Rushmore discussion of the 2010s (laughs) so essentially what it is is mount rushmore an iconic u.s mount (laughs) which has you know presidential figures on it but they have replaced the presidential figures with hip-hop veterans in their mind of the 10s the 2010s the last decade um the initial list included or the initial three um were as expected, you know, Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. And there was a missing space between Kendrick and Cole. And they debated who should go here. And last Friday, uh, so not the Friday just gone listeners, but the Friday before that, they started chaos or lion um, with just that question, who should be the fourth person? Who you will got, I believe they said. And yeah, the internet blew. Nikki was the obvious choice, um, from a lot of people, but people started to debate whether she had the catalogue, what influence did she do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, laced in misogyny, we all know. And then, um... Yeah, they announced it officially this week, just gone, that Nicki Minaj did in fact secure the fourth spot. So she, it goes Drake, Kendrick, Nicki and then J. Cole as the influences of the um, Spotify slash Rap Caviar because Rap Caviar have an exclusive Spotify playlist. But that that is their Mount Rushmore's of the twenty. 20- 10s now they put a poll out on may 28th 2021 and after one hundred and seventy thousand votes plus nikki did come out on top um with kanye west in second place future in third and little wayne in fourth place um now obviously they curated those four names you couldn't you know add to the to the um the poll, you can add to it because that's not how poll works. But they did, yeah, they posted end of discussion with at Nikki Mludge. So what do you guys think of this discussion? Do you think that the Mount Rushmore was correct with the four names, not just Nikki's conclusion but all of the four um marking 2010 to 2020 and the influence?
0: I think so. I mean... I I saw LeBron James put future in there. I was like, nigga, no. <laughs> and I know, and I know some people also put um, Kanye and Lil Wayne in there, which I, which there are arguments for on Kanye's side. Like, but I do think those four—Drake, Nicki, Kendrick, and Cole—they are the definitive rappers of the 2010s. They are the most influential of the last ten years. The most successful, but also. In terms of cultural impacts, like they each have their own lanes and they each have given us like they're the uh they the, yeah like they're they're the they're the rap royalty of the last decade those they're the they're the people you can't deny either of them, so yeah
1: yeah, I think this again comes down to criteria
2: um so I always struggle yeah, to there kind was of, none specified
1: yeah, I always struggle to give an opinion on this because I don't actually know what they're judging them on. Um, mm, so mm. Th- whilst there are arguments for little Wayne and Kanye West, like, are we saying people that started to release music in the 2010s or were kind of mm. big giants throughout the 2010s because Kanye yeah. West released, um, AO8s and heartbreaks and, um, my beautiful dark, twisted fantasy, um, two years apart. And those are kind of his like Magnus, Magnus opus you can kind of say to an extent, um, yeah. so, whilst I understand the argument of Kanye not being there because his career started in around 2000, in the 2000s, let's say in production. Early 2000s, early 2000s. Production yeah. early 2000, but um, actual album 2004. <clears throat> um, like I understand why Kanye isn't there. Lil Wayne, I kind of questioned, but then I thought back to um, when he was in that group, the Hot Boys, I think they were called, or something like that, um, in the early 2000s and like all of the music he released before that as well. But then you could kind of argue that th- at least two out of four of the people on the Mount Rushmore wouldn't be there without mm-hmm, Lil Wayne.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: so 110. 110.: kind of look 110. at it like, well, why isn't he there? If, but then again, I have to look at the criteria and be like, what is the criteria? Mm-hmm. And this is why yeah. I always struggle to kind of um, speak <coughs> on these situations because I'm a j- just a bit like, what exactly are you asking for? Are you asking mm-hmm. for artists from 2010? Then yes, it should be Drake for sure. It should be because Drake has influenced a lot of people who are now coming out. Yeah. J Cole, I w- I wouldn't say J Cole's influence has been as impactful. I don't think yeah. it has been um, personally.
2: And he was being debated. He was being taken off the list from a lot of people as well. Like not a lot, but there was there was a small yeah. discussion about you know, him being taken off the list. Uh, yeah, I, I completely get Which is a criteria again. Is it influences exactly. soloists? Is it influences on, because Logic, let's, come on, Logic is J. Cole's son. And he stole his tour uh, concept. The whole bus going to but, people's houses, mm, playing the music in logic people's is, houses. To, directly me, logic after, is, directly to me, Logic after. is more a son of Eminem. I can see the J. Cole storytelling elements in Logic. I know what you mean in terms of the... I I know what you mean. In some of his delivery, Eminem, Defo, I can Defo see the Eminem lineage, but I can see in some of his slower songs, his more, you know, pensive, his more kind of introspection, I can see the J. Cole lineage being a part of the part. Not the sole part. He's not like his direct twin, but it's like... I can definitely see some of J. Cole, the storytelling approach and what he talks about but, in there. But we have to then bit. look
1: at, again, the kind of history because J. Cole is a son of Nas. And what and, yeah, and art, yeah, is what yeah. you're hearing Nas or are you hearing J. Cole? This is the thing. Because my thing is, like I'm a fan of J. Cole. I think he's a great artist and all these different types of things. But in terms of if we're looking at his impact, and um, kind of legacy and what he's left behind for other people to kind of learn from. I understand the argument for Drake hundred mm-hmm. percent because the melodic and Nikki Like if we look at the a lot of the um, female rappers that have come out recently, the aesthetic yeah, they and everything. Are her children. But yeah. actually, I have to say I'm being a hypocrite there because you can link that to Little Kim as well in the same way that you can link Nas. 100 exactly, exactly. percent. the doll
2: the barbie so... that isn't kim <laughs> that is kim
0: of course no but what, that no, is
2: kim it, though that course, is Kim no, for
0: sure for sure but it's like we said before The nikki is kind of like the second wave of that because a lot of these girls directly like you know these you know, i say all the time these new people don't study they don't do their history you know they don't so a lot of them it's well, nikki rather than but Kim. Then
2: yes but in terms of even the the blueprint of a barbie would not exist without it wouldn't well,
0: of course, exist of course but we're saying but this is the thing this is from 2010 onwards that's the whole point of yeah of no but
2: my point is the lid my point is in terms of nikki being able to even be the second wave she wouldn't be there without that. She wouldn't be that same Nikki. She'd probably be a. Di- I don't even know if we would have Nikki it without. Do you know what I mean? So, into I get what you mean in terms of the people looking back. And I, I, I by the way, she should be on this. Like I'm not. I'm not debating she shouldn't. But what I'm saying is that the thread. It she she Nick is not her own creation. If that makes sense, it's not. It's not in terms of that she like. It's not like she came. She said I'm a brat doll, or like she said I'm a. I don't even know what. Not I'm a t- ice lolly or like I don't know. And then like they just came. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of something. But um, it's not that she created that blueprint alone. Which is why I understand the synergy between um the J. Carl and Nas point that Eden's making and then the Nikki and Kim point that just made as well but i get i get what you mean some people do not do their research and nikki is the first sign of a barbie doll that they've ever seen in rap but and also, in let's, term- let's
0: be respectful to her like at this point she's not just a complete carbon copy of kim that's not like, what i'm saying she, she, no that's not what she, I'm saying. she definitely has like uh, like in terms of uh, her own rapping her own imagery her own music she definitely has carved out her own uniquenesses that mm. are hers yeah which we now 10 see, 000. which we now see with like megan cardi sweet asian young DeGrasse. baby
2: tate's one young baby tate's new eeny meeny miny Mode. that is Nicki minaj yeah 110 yeah. if you play the video it's Nicki minaj 100 yeah.
0: especially like her fashion sense and vision especially the like, she's doing like, all the colorful clown shit like she definitely has some stuff which is hers but of course mm-hmm. of course we will not deny that of course she is the daughter of of kim and foxy too
2: um, and Foxy, yep, yep but yeah, yeah. No, but but,
0: I, but that's what I'm saying. But as to Eden's point, J Cole. I think of J Cole. Uh, it definitely remains to be seen with who. I don't really. Well, mm, I don't really. I don't really look at people and think, Ah, oh, yes, you're a little J Cole. Corday is really, the only person I would say. I was going to say Day, that. Corday, yes, say yes, him. yes. I yes, was going to yes, say him. Yeah, but in general, I don't really see that. But I think Cole deserves to be here because. One, obviously, he's great at what he does. But also, he has just been, in terms of the traditional sense, he's been a giant of rap these last 10 years. Like, every album has been mega successful. Every time he drops, people care. Like, so... It's different. It's different reasons. Yep. You know what I'm
2: saying. And the Dreamville work. Yeah, I exactly. Think, with yeah. What, um with the Revenge yes. of the Dreamers, I think he gave some people their first taste of platinum status. Yeah, like for sure. Young Baby Tate again is one of the beneficiaries of that. And I think that he has done a lot for the yeah, new generation Ari in Lennox. terms of like Ari Lennox and you know like even Bass Bass, is getting his yeah. own little lane. Like I think there's there's a lot in production. He's worked on called Kord- Even Cold Day's debut out. Like he worked on Cold Day's debut album they reconciled over their debate on um on his song and when when corday kind of came back on him on that they reconciled so i think he he will be remain to be seen but i think how even kod not the greatest album we we've all we all know that but i think how he's commented on the drug resurgence in rap and the littles, the kind of crisis there. I think him extending bridges to even, and I hate this guy, but like a little pump and like a corday and all that kind of people there. I think it's remained to be seen, but I think he's trying to be that middle child. And even in this song, Middle Child as well, I think he's trying to be that tug of two generations um, and I think there is some influence there that can be drawn from that like you just said Corday, and he's produced on his album and I think the the dream stuff that he's done with the new generation as well you that was a golden Sabo, ticket moment maybe, for like three maybe. weeks you know Sabo maybe, maybe we'd have to hear from Sabo where his influences lie as well but you know, I think he's definitely been a refuge for some of that new generation, especially on Revenge of the Dreamers 3. He brought mm-hmm. a lot of them together. Now mm-hmm. they're still collaborating mm-hmm. with each mm-hmm. other and it's it's mm-hmm. working for them. So I think, you know, there's... There, there is... I think it's just that... Un- he doesn't shout about his moments, which is why I feel like it's not as the same as like even on this rap caviar list. nikki from the list in the fourth place was still not decided. She was moaning <laughs> about it. She was tweeting. It. I'm like, come on, sis, it's a fucking poll. Like you know, you got the influence. You know, but um, yeah, I think in terms of what well, about Kendrick? These so we didn't discuss Um um we can yeah we can discuss it yeah we can discuss it what do you guys think of Kendrick like in terms of what before we go there I just
1: want to circle back to Kanye because I think we kind of jumped over that just quickly oh so I'm sorry I think this is why when we when we're asked for these lists we need kind of more information about what they're asking for because if we're looking at what someone's influenced in terms of sound then you have to have Kanye West in the in the conversation like even if it's not on a kind of um music kind of um like his solo music in 2010 he was producing for all of these artists and onwards like if you mm-hmm. listen to and it's it's mm-hmm. not even just one particular type of sound which is if we're keeping it 100 is Cole's issue um Kanye is able to um produce a, a, against a, a plethora of different genres like R and B, rap, hip hop, like Definitely. so many different, very like even if you look at what yeezus was in its genre,
2: kind of blending. Hey, exactly. Heartbreak.
0: That is one of the most influential albums of the last ten years.
2: Exactly, and that influenced the top person on this uh, list. That is Drake's yep. whole sound, period. Early like, sound or early sound. And That's Kim his early sound. Yeah. That's the Drake mold. And Fonte, you know. That is the Drake mold, yeah. and you know Drake. Yeah, and Drake sure. would tell you that Drake loves so, Kanye. Drake would I'm tell keeping... you that one hundred and ten percent. And even on an, so, well, this is yeah.
0: not hip hop. even on a, on other sounds, Airway and Heartbreak was a, a predes- predecessor to the alternative R and B movement that would let it happen.
1: Yep. So and Kanye's
0: if... influence is massive in the last ten years, regardless. And... Even if it's not, even if it's not his own music.
1: Now I was going to say, if we're keeping it a hundred, J. Cole is the weakest link on this this list.
2: Like yeah, yeah, no, 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 one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent.
1: If we're talking in terms of um, like the thing is, I I kind of have a back and forth with J Cole because I do like his music, but if we're looking at kind of what he has accomplished, I feel like a lot of his success is due to the fact that he he kind of he rose at the same time as Drake and Kendrick. Like, I feel like he was one of the Mm. only rappers during that period who was kind of around during their introduction as well. So he was able to ride the wave. And that isn't to say that he's not talented and he doesn't have great music and great moments. And 2014 Forest Hill Drive Remember a great was Remember he was going
2: to sign Kendrick Lamar. Let's not forget that. that. doesn't mean, Do you, I don't think that. No, in terms of like J. Cole was there like before as well. Like in terms before, of, I feel like before like Kendrick's rise to prominence, like J. Cole was there, like in terms of before the breakthrough moment. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think, in terms
1: of um the pop sphere and kind of the music industry, then a hundred percent J Cole was there before because he t- he got signed by Jay Z. But I think, in terms of what people were listening to, like cartoons and cereal and all of these um albums that came out before Kendrick Blue, there was definitely yeah. kind of a appreciation for Kendrick that existed in America, but we just weren't kind of aware of it then. I like I. It was a cult.
2: It was a cult following. Y- I remember yeah. um. Yeah in in like
0: section eight it was a moment let's not forget that no
2: it was that's why i mean it was a cult moment it was a cult moment it was like it was it was it wasn't a breakthrough it was a cult moment though like in terms of like it was he was building momentum it wasn't the breakthrough though yeah
1: yeah yeah but i do think there is a conversation to be had about kanye but also um kendrick lamar is someone i think we should be talking about as well um but then i go back to the the conversation about influence like, in terms of artists who are yeah. out now, can we say there are people who are influenced by Kendrick Lamar? I, I personally don't see it. A hun- yeah.
2: Like, I don't, like, dire- overtly. It's too early?
0: No. I don't know. No. I, overtly, I, mean, it's too I don't, early to see I don't know. Influence. I think, but I think with him. Actually, actually,
2: Sabah.
1: Sabah, I definitely hear a, Ken- a Kendrick influence.
0: Oh, no, yeah. Some of Sabah's delivery, especially when Sabah, Sabah's, some of his delivery can be very yeah. Kendrick. And I'm actually going to shout, if you've heard his song of Jamila Woods called Basquiat, his verse on that, the cadence of that is very yeah. Kendrick. It's very also, Kendrick. Also, um,
2: I just want to say that I feel like this list, um, the four, I feel like there is kind of a bias. Like, I feel like it's still... Charles um, I didn't like it- it
0: make it, lol. <laughs> okay just j- Pardon? joking
2: no i feel like it's there's i feel like there's a bias like in towards what happened with like the atlanta movement in in the 2010s i feel like there's no representation of that there um i feel like this is very east and west coast centric um obviously um j cole is like southern but like still i don't feel like he represents the southern sound like he went over to new york and did his thing over there and th- you know hasn't turned back since really obviously he's tributed his hometown um well, but i know what you I mean. just don't feel it sonically yeah it's not that sonic um, at all. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like this list is kind of biased towards, like, the movement of, like, a young Doug and the Littles. Like, everyone is a oh. young Doug now, like, in terms of if you look back to his, in the, in that sphere, who came out of him. And all of That's them, all, this, of them this, 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 this. all of them credit him. All of them credit him. And even Travis Scott, like, Travis Scott helped Kanye sound, like, he helped extend what? it, like, in terms of the mid to th- um, Kid as well. he did no, but I, 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 he think, I think, I think with the young thug well.
1: point it's similar to us saying that um that like the nas and kind of um j cole situation because young thug is is heavily influenced by little wayne like very much so, a hundred, so I, I, a I don't know like i think this is a conversation that people f-
2: I don't think Lil Wayne's influence is across the tens. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. I think as a um, where is the old future as well? as, a, as a curator as a curator of talent one hundred and ten percent. And he has definitely helped nikki and Drake in their in their times to prominence over the tens one hundred and ten percent. And I think that a lot of people would call him an older influence, like you just said with Young Fug as well. But I think what Young Doug did, like we talked about Nikki is reinvent the canon a little bit, mm. reinvent the will, update the mm. will, if it mm. were. And I think that mm. that is what people who came after him love. Like, and uh, inspired by the... Pe- Just like the same point chopping maybe with Nikki. some people don't do their research. Same ex- same exact thing with Little Wayne, don't do their research. And Little Wayne would... Uh, he'd be the first mm. on the list of the 2000s. Like, first. Like, literally, period. Like, he was called like tyler the creator weirdo he was called crazy what all the tattoos the dreads and all that but he he made the car the car series is iconic okay iconic like well, at least the early first few of them um and i think what he did paved the way as we just said for a young doug to be here um but i think what young doug did was reinvent the wheel in terms of even vocal styling updating the trap canon updating what he did with his look like being even more ambitious than little wayne did because mm. remember skinny jeans but knives don't fit all of Ooh, that bangla. um swagger Very like us but then young Doug took us like that yeah swagger like us undeniable banger but um he updated the yeah exactly what shopper just said like the the dresses the androgynous the androgynies, should i say and i think there's a lot. There's a lot with young Doug. I don't know, maybe it's not enough to be on it, but I think an honorable mention, like with that sound and the littles and I'm the and yeah, the, the, the sound, well. I think there's a lot.
0: Tyler the critic and Kid Cuddy and Kid and Kid be here. But
1: I think I think we might be drilling down a bit too much. And I think the fault of that is due to the fact that there isn't a criteria yeah. for this. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily disagree. Mm-hmm with what has been said i mean j cole is someone i just i don't i don't think should be there if it's for the reason i think it is so in terms of commercial success drake nicky and um who's the fourth person j cole oh it's, it's j cole so drake nicky and um yeah drake and nicky for now i think definitely have to be there I think they have to be there. But in
2: terms of J. Cole, there isn't... Did you just say commercial th- success, th- though? Because isn't J. Cole more yeah, commercially Drake... successful than Nick Commercially. Like, numbers. Yes and yes, no. Yes and no. Then yes, Nicki Minaj, would you say no. that? I've... No, no, in terms yeah. of albums, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you, you look it, at it, albums, albums, yeah. Yeah. But Nicki's had more commercial sing- hit singles.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, that's what I was so thinking. They, so yeah. they
0: both, they both. Are it's like they are, they
2: level each other out, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I guess Kend- I'm also Kendrick just isn't... thinking about what
1: I see as well on like all of the oh, okay. music channels, but also like videos that go viral and everything. Um, I don't really see J. Cole videos go viral. I don't really see J. Cole videos kind of be spoken about, but obviously Nicki Minaj and Drake, they're a moment that are kind of heralded. I can remember the Mm. um, Hell Yeah F Right music video. I can remember that. Mm. I can remember um, the Hold On, I'm Going Home video. I can remember so many
2: different moments within Drake.
1: Oh, that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. Great great videos one thing on the
2: on the talk on the body of works though um i am gonna say what i think um nikki Mm -mm. the body of work Mm -mm. is terrible Mm-mm. sorry Mm-mm. it's terrible it is it's, it's terrible true. and i'm telling you you guys can talk about and i know you guys always bring it up the pink print it was incohesive i'm sorry it was not cohesive i'm so sorry but there, are good, the be- there. Work, there are good songs on there there were good songs that i think pink friday personally the debut is her best part yeah i was about to say shopper you think the but pink print I, is her best the work? pink print is not her best work because no. cohesion okay. is one of my metrics and it's not cohesive okay. it's not Yo, guys. just like i say j, <laughs> j. cole's just like I say, J. Cole's second album, not cohesive. It's not his best body of work. It's not, to me, to me, to me, it's not his best body of work. I can see the good songs on there, 100%. Just like with Nicki, the pink print, we can see the good songs on there. But in terms of a body of work, Actually, I can't what? listen to that um, front to back. I can't.
0: See, the thing is, all it is, is that I agree with you. I think um, as terms of listening to it straight um, start to finish, because even Pink Friday is a bit clunky as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, but it is I agree with you, I think was, that has more of a cohesive listening experience than Pink Print But I think Pink Print, there were, obviously it was too long But there are some really mm. great songs on there Like, you know, The Crying Game, Four Door, Be Door, Fire. Yep. There were some great songs on Pink Print But all, at the same time, we also had Pills and Potions and The Night is Still Young And the worst song of all time, Grand Piano um, <laughs> So <laughs> Oh dear Oh dear! They keep telling me <laughs> that to play me like a grand piano, <laughs> or whatever
2: that oh nonsense. My God. Was. <laughs>
0: Fuck's sake! But Nick, but Nick made a very good point. It's true in terms of albums like because even even though where are they at where are they are even though drake, where are they drake is definitely not is not who we used to be drake we can name a good three or four drake projects which are <laughs> yeah people
2: pe- we debate we debate which one's his magnet people debate which one's the one you know there's all the time so i'm like he's got consistent bodies and i love it you know and you know me me drake biggest crit- critic on the on the podcast but in terms of the albums, I would be going back and playing it front to back a good yep. three, four, three, four projects, A good 100%. three, four. Strong. Strong. And some that aren't on
1: Spotify. Them. Kendrick,
2: well. exactly. every album. That's
0: like, let's think about mixtape, yep. Drake, as well. Like,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, mixtape. But that's why he had to re release it. The no, demand. We, we don't has care been about there care there the care package. It
1: wasn't anything special. But yeah, I get what you mean. Like, the care <laughs> package was just air. We didn't need that.
0: And of course, of course, Kendrick, Good Kid Mad City. Of Section course, Kendrick, eight, of course. Of Butterfly. Of and course. even Damn, that was kind of, like, polarizing, but that's in itself, a, it's a very solid album.
2: People don't call it out and out shit, though. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, they don't call Damn out and out. It's just polarizing, like, yeah. Damn, that was average, or Damn, that was great, or, you know what I mean? But it's never Damn, that was that yeah. was bullshit, yeah. you know? But to be honest, yeah, Nikki, Nikki doesn't have that. No. And, I don't, and to be honest <laughs> with you, to be honest with you, the hot take for me is I don't think she has the stamina to do it. I don't know. If she doesn't. That's not misogyny. It's not. I promise you, because I've been patient. I have been patient. I really thought the last I have been was mute be, on it. I, thought, I have been mute on it, and you know what? I'm not gonna be mute anymore. I'm sorry, Barb. It's not consistent. It's not. it's not. And that
0: should be part of the criteria. In my Her opinion. features
2: are every single feature is pretty much everyone that I've heard. Yeah, every feature is it. But she don't she, know if the full songs add up. She doesn't
0: have a definitive body. Um, Album, even though each of those albums have standout moments, even on the horrendous um, Roman um, Pink, what's it called? Roman Reloaded, the second album. <laughs> the album was horrendous.
2: Fam, not, let's not
0: even go
1: <laughs> But though. I think that let's was more strategy, though,
2: if I'm being let's honest. Let's not even go there.
1: I think, in terms. In,
2: it was. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah,
1: I think looking back, <laughs> but I think she's actually done what she needed to do. I think. I also think part of the issue, right, is we also need to take in the argument that with female rappers they have to create moments whereas I think men get the opportunity to create errors and they get the opportunity to create concepts um whereas like with Nicki Minaj she was able to release these videos and these sig these singles that had like really catchy tunes I don't think they would have worked in a concept type of way um, so I'm thinking about starships for example like what concept could we have come up with for that as on the album or um, and I, I think there is this kind of um, idea that with Nicki Minaj um, she does need some kind of a cohesive album but i think we also need to pay attention to what she was actually kind of almost forced to sell um which was a lot of kind of like sexualized images and um kind of catchy lyrics and all of these different types of things do we think she had the opportunity to produce a concept album um and that i definitely think and she it's did. true
0: because i did say like a common ball season was um nick remembers this we had a discussion about female rap and i said that female rappers have the pressure of having to be pop stars they can't exactly do, you know, that's just but then
2: rappers. you're definitely like, right you're definitely right but i think that they can s- 100 percent. but i still think that it's not that i don't i think nikki just isn't in, she's incapable i took at this point i right well up until this she point i think she's A&M just all been all incapable because and i know the game was different but I can listen to Foxy Brown's three albums back to back and get the concept and love each of them in different ways. Missy. But did Foxy Brown have Nicki Minaj's commercial success though? At the time equivalent. Well, well, maybe not not for for as long, not for as long. long, But but when she was in her prime, she was there. Her and Kim were toe to toe at Mm -hmm. one point. One and if point. I'm not mistaken,
0: I think, I think Foxy's second album was the first album that's going to go by a female rapper. Interesting. Not, I think, I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. I think China Doll yeah, was the very so. first female album to go to number one. Very interesting. Yeah, I think.
1: No, I, I definitely think we, we, but, we have yeah. a good argument here in terms of who should be kind of on that list. I think J. Cole is kind of Defo. someone that people put on there because of the trio. And that's what I'm questioning. I don't know if J. Cole standing alone. Right. Is something that people consider. I think that when people discuss Drake and Kendrick, and there's a silence, people are like, "Oh, J. Cole." If you get what I mean. Um, Whereas you can discuss Drake by himself and talk about the four albums because they were four. There were four albums that slapped. Um, Or we can talk.
0: Wait, four. Hold on. What are those?
2: It was four. Do you know
1: if we're if we're considering one? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. If we're no, but wait, which is the which is the last one? Considering what you're talking about, because I know the three
1: as an album release, it's four
0: oh okay Fair. i feel I
2: was like we're considering an away. album
1: release we whereas, if we, cole, example, whereas if we talk about j cole for example that's iconic I, again
2: I, yeah
0: he's just got one might, he's only got four you know what it
2: is <laughs> do you know what, what it is? about mixtapes though mixtapes if you include j cole's mixtapes i think there's two. Oh maybe, yeah maybe mixtape cole for sure but in terms of yeah, because words, I don't know what South Gone is. I don't know. Is it he a doesn't, mixed t- I don't know. The thing with J. But. Cole
1: is you can, you can put him side to side with Nas on a lot of his songs. On a lot of his songs. And that's my issue. What like, he's
2: talking about, all of that, yeah. I'm like, like
1: standing alone, I can see Drake's, I can hear Drake's influence from the likes of Kanye, from the likes of Fonte, from the likes of all of these artists. Who, yeah, Cuddy as well. Um, and Little Wayne, obviously. Yeah. Um, but on his own, you know, you've had Drake moments. You can tell there's been like times where he said he wanted to be, and I know this is a massive statement. He said he wanted to be the Marvin Gaye of our generation, which I.
2: And he said he said <laughs> Michael Jackson as well. Not gonna happen, but but I mean, yeah. in terms in Saturday terms of numbers, too. like numbers, but not whole artistry. I I, I mean, like
1: I think like one day with uh, no not not on Michael Jackson level, but in terms oh, of okay, okay, iconic
2: okay. level.
1: Drake is getting to that stage. Oh,
0: he's no, he's I. I think he's already there. Like, I said, we, can, we can say what we want about Drake, especially like I said, Drake is not necessarily my guy anymore. But I will forever say, not only is he, he will forever go down in my hundred percent rappers always forever. But also, he is undeniably an icon. Yep. Oh, he is. Like you could get like
2: if you you're a hater, if you like say he's not. Yeah. Like, he's he's like, definitely left point. his mark on the game. Like.
0: Drake, Drake, when, is when Drake is historic. Drake
2: is historic at this career, point. He could leave. To, you can leave tomorrow. You're done. Like you did it. You did what you needed to do. When
0: it's all said and done, when we start getting like the Drake or biography, biographies and documentaries, like no, nah, that man has had yep, a career 100%. and a story. Yep. Yep. a story. Yeah.
1: So I think what I'm saying, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think <laughs> the actual Rushmore list or whatever they're calling it, there needs to be more criteria about what they're asking yes. for because there is an argument where you can go completely left field and say what about tyler mm-hmm. the creator because odd future definitely influenced the likes of so, so many much. different and it's rampants. only
2: being seen so much. now it's only being seen well i
1: mean now. in terms of the aesthetic and the kind of like sad boy type of thing
2: like no in terms of people like Getting that oh, it was okay, them, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I get. I think there's, there's been many kids throughout the tens, yeah. many kids. Like Tyler obviously have so many children. But in terms of the actual documenting, it is happening now, which is great. It's great. It's actually in due time. I don't like things that happen too soon, so I think that it's good that this this decade we're starting to see the retrospective kind of credits being given and the documentaries that will be made, there will be an exclusive somewhere. Yep. I'm sure HBO are plotting yep. right now, but like literally um, it's yep. exciting. And I think you're right. Like there is a left field argument where Odd Feet hundreds. Tyler, but come on, like, come the, on. And, and the, the
1: point I want to make is that um, there is an influence without influence. Because you can even say with Odd Future they were they were inspired by NERD, NERD, and you could go even back yeah. further and further and, and all Star these Trek. different types of things. So, like not I lie. do think not this lie. list needs more of a kind of um, space for argument. I think Cole in most arenas wouldn't be in my list for for top four <laughs> for 2010 because and I only fine. started listening to him in 2014. Yeah. If I'm keeping it 100, like properly see like properly that makes sense i heard his old albums but i wasn't a fan fan but in 2014 that's when i was like okay i like this album actually no that's a lie that's a lie i did like um uh, born sinner Sinner. and that came out in 2012 i think or something like that um
2: yeah so 2013
1: um so yeah that's what i'm saying in terms of this give us some more information nikki should be on there um yeah she should be on there Drake should be on there, in my opinion, and Ken- Kendrick. Kendrick. Kind- I have an argument for Kanye. I do have an argument for Kanye because he was producing hits still in 2010.
2: And I get it.
0: And I get it. But
2: but then isn't is? But to you, it sounds like he's just replacing Carl. So that that makes sense. So it, it makes yeah. sense. Like you're, yeah, it makes it. sense. You've got your four. I get your Kanye, do, Kendrick, Nicki. I think this Drake.
0: is for people who came out in the last ten years. That's what I think they were trying to do
2: and that's fine yeah in that case and then obviously kendrick
0: just in terms of like first of all i just think of the four i think we can agree that his skill is the most revered kendrick's skill and talent oh yeah definitely and that's the
2: one that's got him into rooms and awards. that's that's what's got him to where he's at his
0: artistry his uh conceptualization his scope as a visionary he
2: hasn't left the mark yet though that's the only thing.
0: No, but I think, like Nick said, I think we're, we're going to yeah, see it later. Yeah, like, I think... We're going to see it later.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to see it later. And I think, yeah, I think we can get into this another day in terms of Kendrick, but I think to Pimp a Butterfly... Do um, I, I, you know what? I love it, but I don't think it's as great whoa, as people are making out. Like, I'll just say that I for love now. It. I'll say that now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it I love it. Now, but you guys know but, me that. That's a very yeah. shopping album no 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 it speaks <laughs> to you and i completely get it and like the influences are very you in terms of like what you listen to and what you appreciate yeah, you know what? i get On, why it speaks in terms to of you. impact one thing yeah. i
1: will say about kendrick is he definitely did bring back the conceptual album like kendrick definitely brought back the excitement for the conceptual album with good kid matty that album and the storyline behind that album and everything he oh, oh, yeah, did yeah, 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 so i guess yeah, an impact yeah, there is an yeah, argument yeah, there yeah. But because
2: the conceptual album, because he
0: has moments too. Yeah, he
2: kind of bridged. He yeah, yeah, he kind of bridged it yeah. for the new generation. The mm. conceptual and yeah. even even yeah, on
0: Butterfly, a lot of the artists who were on that project, they they their profiles blew after that. Rhapsody, Thundercat, Anna Wise, Robert Glasper. Yeah, and obviously they were around before, but that album hit them on the album. It, bro- it yeah, boosted it their profile different lanes. So yeah, and they've also now, they've 100. also had great careers since then and people of life a lot of people hadn't heard of them since they then, flourished you know and even now we yeah. see more soul and jazz influence in hip-hop <clears throat> with other artists like i said sabba no name like that you can t- yeah. you can take that yeah. back to kendrick yeah
2: sabba right? definitely there's an influence in the storyline
0: darkworth as well darkworth you could argue um in terms of like
2: mm, the, the only reason why i disagree with that is because there was a brewing chicago movement before
0: that's true, and That's I
2: feel true. like those That's artists would have no name would have still. I feel like no name actually would have no, still I been agree. no name. I know what you mean. It probably p- gave her the room to flourish like that under that sound, and maybe made her make more of her projects more jazzy. But I still feel they was jazz influence. Oh been no, there. you're totally right. It,
0: I, I, and Mick I, I, Jenkins, Mick I,
2: Jenkins, Mick Jenkins th- yeah. was like the key to that as well. Like his his early profile was and um, you know um the waters was you know iconic in that in that kind of space too for for them mm-hmm. for them for chicago artists
0: mm-hmm. no yeah for sure the chicago conversation that's definitely something that needs more discussion like the chicago crop yeah. of like early you know, chant no, yeah yeah and then even on a random before we mm-hmm. wrap up like you know even though i not a traditional rapper you could take a lot of his well, not a lot the, like essentially and in fact, you can oh. attribute some of his music to Kendrick's influence or yeah. Kendrick allowing the space for someone like Anderson to flourish. Yeah, definitely. You Even know, obviously Anderson's been around for a long time, obviously. It's kind of like but,
2: opening the void a bit more. Yeah,
0: opening the void. And I think that you can definitely tie like Malibu Ventura to some mm-hmm. sounds that Kendrick was doing. There's a
2: lot of influence on that project. There's a lot. And I think it influenced a lot of artists in the same way as well. I think lineage, I think that's the key to this kind of conversation as well. And what we've, I think that's what we've actually all come back to is lineage and like where these things stem from. And like, does that quantify the other person on the list? Does that quantify this person? Like it could go on forever because, you know, art is always inspired by something, you know, it's always good. Even if we we're not cognizant of that inspiration, it's always there. So... That's how fashion keeps coming back. That's why we're doing two aesthetics right now, because it just keeps coming back and it will always keep coming back in just new, innovative and kind of different ways with that foundation as the as the forefront of that as well. So I, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> like, I feel like there's so much. And the fact, I feel like people who are listening and even the people who are still debating on Twitter and like other social media in group chats over this, like this could go on for ages, like... This could go on on all weekend, like for real. Like this is, this is good. I like it. And I think it's exciting to look back on careers too. And like what's happened over the last 10 years or so, um, yeah, even Kanye, like, a decade and then another decade. Like, it's crazy. And what's he going to do this decade? And then, you know, um, Lil Wayne. You know, there's a resurgence in Lil Wayne. Like, even now, like, there's people going, oh, let's include him on features and stuff like that. There's a little moment happening now with him. So it's kind of like, will he impact this decade happening right now and soldier boy there's discussions with soldier boys oh yeah like soldier
0: boy we can talk about and even though i don't like future i can't deny him either.
2: yeah future oh, 100- 100 like <sighs> yes I can't deny no 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 and i don't like future I, yeah we can we can that's what i mean even- that's what i mean in the whole mumble atlanta little kind of conversation because yeah, yeah, yeah. Li- future reinvented himself he did he reinvented himself and i love it for him like in terms of like what it did for his career So, there's so many names. Like, there's so many people.
0: And I think in the years to come, we're going to see some Travis Scott kids.
2: That's what, yeah, Travis, I meant Travis is. Travis Scott. There's a lot of people who started in 2015, 2014, impacting their decade. And I think that's going to extend into the 2020s to 2025. And we're going to see travis is definitely he's influencing some new kids beam is one of them too like me and eden have listened and love beam so he's yeah like travis beam has worked with travis so you know that's influenced there so it's there's a lot there's a lot of directions
0: we can go a lot of directions yeah yeah
2: big discussion man yeah i mean there are some people that
1: we've left out so joey badass Big um, Sean. <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't think, yeah, well. Yeah. Nipsey <laughs> hustle Nipsey yeah, hustle Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I wouldn't really uh, I wouldn't put Big Sean or, or Nipsey on a Mount Rushmore list. Like they're obviously both great. It, it,
2: I think in both. the discussion of influence, um what about Donald Glover? Mm-hmm. Can we just no, can somebody. we not? Can we can no, we not? And I
0: was, the thing is and I and I actually I'm a massive um Chance the a fan. I I love him, but I, I i would say he's influenced but just not in, in the hip-hop space i would say people who aren't rappers probably are more influenced by computer, which is quite ironic because he's a rapper but yeah. mm. but like i think he's you know he's especially with his last album well not his last album awake my love he definitely <clears throat> was part of a wave nah we're talking about
1: no sorry i was reacting to something
0: sorry continue no i was gonna say that i think that with awake my love and like you know the whole Bringing back that funkadelic George Clinton Parliament sound and the experimental funk rock artists of that time, he's kind of brought that back. So I think he's—I think ironically, I think he's had more influence with that album than anything else he's ever done.
2: But it's not yeah. Mount Rushmore. No, it's I think we're getting—it's getting to the it's yeah. I think, I think I think we're just having a general well, conversation there's about. There's one influence.
1: artist. There's one artist we haven't spoken about who was massive at one
2: point, but he doesn't really release music that much anymore. Wiz Go. Khalifa. Yeah, I don't I no, no. No. Like in terms of no. In terms of weed rap, I get it. Like but weed no. rap? <laughs> yeah, like no and I love whiz. I love honestly, no no no. Weed seriously, rap. seriously, guys, seriously. Like I loved whiz. Like I love whiz. Like honestly, no. like but not on not on the no. same level. But it's getting yeah like early 2012 tumblr you know like soundcloud (laughs) do you know what actually soundcloud rap he probably influenced soundcloud rap let's be real like and then after soundcloud rap that obviously extended to something bigger um but i don't think it's as big for mount right well not on top four okay maybe a top 20 not a top and there's
0: also an argument for chief keith but another day another day another day but anyway nick nick has to go so
1: (laughs) another day Um, and that has been done at the stands we hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks please stay present and peace